What do insanely poor people buy that ordinary people know nothing about? Growing up, my family had its moments of struggle. Our public transport system at the time had tickets which were simply hole-punched with the date and month, not the year. So we'd save them and store them neatly in envelopes marked by month and concession or full fare. After a few years of saving tickets, we pretty much had free train and bus travel for the next 10 years. Until they changed the ticketing system to electronically stamped tickets with barcodes. My office only has a unisex bathroom, so it has the facilities for men and women. Naturally, there's a tampon machine, and tampons are only 5 cents. Once a month, I'll work late, get a roll of nickels, and fill up a grocery sack with tampons for my wife. Extended stay housing or motels slash hotels. When you can't qualify to get an apartment because you don't have proof of income, you end up wasting more money to stay for a week at an extended day housing or a cheap motel. It sucks having no home and being a transient. I promise myself never to be in the same situation again. I was so poor once that I would go to Long John Silver's and order a water and crunchies, which used to be free, then sit there and watch the people that would dine in. It was amazing how little they ate, and then they would leave without dumping their tray off in the trash. Fries, hush puppies, chicken, fish, all untouched. No, I didn't eat a piece that was bitten off of. I once saw a woman order a two-piece fish and more for her kid that ate one hush puppy and a few fries, and then left the rest of it there. It was the best I had eaten in weeks. Glad that's behind me now. Lots of school systems do free lunches for kids under 18 during the summer. When I was a kid, I remember my dad taking us to get lunch at the school, then go play disc golf, soccer, or do something else free and fun. It was a blast, and I had no clue it was because we were poor. Dollar theaters, and sometimes they have a free afternoon or evening show for kids with the purchase of a parent ticket. Many movies were seen by the three of us for $4, with a shared popcorn and Coke. My dad was amazing at making us feel rich on basically nothing. When I was a child, Burger King ran a special kids meal where it was two mini burgers that were attached to each other like a weird conjoined burger experiment. Sometimes we would go. My dinner was one and a half of the mini burgers. My mom was the half I didn't eat, and she would fill up on the free refills of soda. I've been both very poor and very comfortable. A lot of very true statements are already posted here, but here's what I haven't noticed. When you're broke, you can't plan ahead or shop sales or buy in bulk. People have to wait to buy something until they absolutely need it, so they have to pay whatever the price is at that moment. If 10 packs of paper towels are on sale for half price, that's great, but you can only afford one roll anyway. In this way, poor people actually pay more than others for common staple goods. Stuff on layaway. My mom would always go to this store that sold heavily discounted irregulars and put it on layaway for our new school clothes. This is actually a good question that can illustrate something. When you're poor, the system is set up to keep you that way. For example, how much do you pay to cash your paycheck? If you aren't and have never been poor, you probably said pay because you don't. Your check probably goes via direct deposit right into your checking account. But what if you have bad credit history such that you can't get a checking account? Well, now you have to pay to go to a check cashing service and pay money to get it. This means that out of your already low check, you get a few dollars less. If you're lucky, you can find a grocery store that will give your fee back and certificates to the store. But even then, they might charge you a small fee on top of that. How about this? How much is your car insurance? Did you know that if you get bad credit, it's higher? So now that you're poor, you get to pay more money for your insurance. 
And you'll find that the only landlord that will rent to you at a place not in the absolute worst part of town will ask you to double your deposit since you've had financial trouble in the past. It gets a lot worse. Your bad credit combined with your shaky job history and barren wasteland of a savings mean your options for transportation are severely limited. If you need a car, you'll have to go to one of those lots. Have you ever driven a car into the ground? I mean, put like 200,000 miles on it and drive it until it just doesn't want to go anymore? Then you take your jalopy into the local reputable Honda dealer and they give you 20 bucks and a snicker bar for it. What do you think they do with it? They certainly don't sell it at their lot, that's for sure. They aren't going to park your ridiculous hoopty next to their brand new Accords and Civics. Just being in the same vicinity of it drops their value. No, they usually have a deal with or ownership in one of those lots. Those lots are in bad parts of town. The office usually looks like a tool shed. They offer financing at rates that would make a loan shark uneasy. Their cars usually have a lot of miles and are guaranteed only to make it off the lot. Some of them will even rig up the cars with tracking devices so their repo men can find you easier. That lot will sell this hunk of junk to the kind of person who, more than anyone else, needs it to start every day and get them to work. When your car breaks down, what do you do? Probably take it to the shop to get it fixed. What if you had no money? And no credit cards. And what if you were a week into a job in which you were as replaceable as a number two pencil? Well, hope you don't have any kids. At least then you might be able to call a friend or family member to help you out. If you have kids, now you have to find someone to help you drive them to your childcare provider, which you can barely afford as it is anyhow, and take you to work. Then pick you and your kids up. If you don't have kids, you can probably at least take a cab today. And then you can fall into another trap. You can get a short-term loan at 300% APR. People who have credit don't get these loans because they're predatory and sketchy. They take advantage of people who have no other options. Ordinary people may know a little bit about them, but usually just say, what kind of stupid person gets themselves into that? Without realizing that it's not a stupid option so much as a last resort for many people in poverty. When you're poor, you pay for everything. Many things that other people don't have to pay for or just don't have to worry about. This is one of the fatal flaws of the bootstrap mentality in which fixing poverty is simply a matter of will. When you're that far down, the deck is entirely stacked against you. The world is rigged to keep poor people poor. I had to move out on my own when I was 17. I had no money at all and drove an old clunker Camry. I got a flat tire to match the flat spare in the trunk. I went to the discount tire on the east side of Indianapolis, where I was living, to see if they could patch it. When they got it on the rack, they said that the belts were showing around the tire. In fact, all of the tires. And I would have to replace all four tires. I thanked them, went outside, sat in my car, and started crying. The manager came out and knocked on the window. He said that he had a set of tires that would fit my wheels, that someone had left when they got new tires. I told him, thanks, but I didn't have any money. He told me not to worry about it, and when I graduate, to come back and buy my tires from them. You can get new car parts from the junkyard for virtually nothing, with added discounts if you remove them from the junkers yourself. I had a 12-year-old car in college, and when it blew a tire, I went to the junkyard and found a decent set of tires. I bought all four for 70 bucks, which reduced my food budget to $16 for the next two weeks. Some lady in the grocery store saw me with a calculator trying to figure out how much ramen I could buy with $16 and handed me a 20. It made me cry. I'm glad I'm not poor anymore, but I'll always remember that lady.
The first four years of my life were spent in abject poverty. As a child, I would ask my mom if we could get a candy bar. She would explain to me at age three that we could get the candy bar, but if we did, it meant we couldn't afford a two liter of Coca-Cola. She would phrase it like so. If you get the candy bar, it'll be gone in a few days. But if you get the Coca-Cola, we can have Coca-Cola for a whole week. Amazingly, I knew enough to understand that Coca-Cola for over a week was a better deal than two days of a candy bar. As a side effect, I was regularly told no when I asked for things I wanted, mostly Lego sets or He-Man toys. Around age six, my father's stake in a mineral prospecting company finally paid off. Turns out he had been putting every dime he had into it since before I was born. We went from surviving on mayonnaise sandwiches to having 2015's equivalent of $10,300 per month in income. My little sister was around two or so at this time, and she was getting everything she wanted. For the first six years of my life, I had learned that asking for things I wanted would always end with no, so I never asked for anything. My parents weren't able to put it together until my grandmother got very sick and came to live with us. The whole family went out shopping, and my grandmother knew I loved Legos, but I didn't ask for a set of them. Meanwhile, my little sister had a Barbie doll and a My Little Pony in each hand. She stopped and asked me, Poster, don't you want a Lego set? Mommy and Daddy always tell me, no, Grandma, we can't afford them. I only have a vague memory of this, but before she died, my grandmother told me this story and said that my mom broke down in tears in the middle of the store, sobbing. My dad had a look of defeated failure on his face, according to her. Apparently, it simply never occurred to them the reason I never asked for anything was because I had always been told no. For Christmas, I got three Lego Technic sets. It's not the things we bought. I grew up in a level of poverty in the entire 1980s and some of the 1990s that modern politicians will swear to you doesn't occur in modern America. After all, we have food stamps and welfare, and anyone still poor after that is obviously just a lazy addict bum. It's not the things we bought. We lived on powdered milk and rice and ramen, and before that, old wonton soup packets that I just realized don't exist anymore, and government cheese, and bread from the discount rack at the local bakery, about nine minutes away from growing mold. But hey, at least it was only 19 cents a loaf. It's the things we scavenged. Hauling food out of the dumpster at 7-Eleven because they threw away piles of chip bags that were a day over their expiration. The manager caught us one day and they apparently told the employees to stab a hole in each chip bag after that. Eventually, we just had to sniff each bag to make sure nothing was contaminated. We would check neighbors' trash bins as well, rescuing half a pizza some idiots had ordered the night before then threw away after a handful of slices. We would haul in furniture from alleyways. My youngest sibling, my sister, received a twin bed mattress that had a grotesque brown stain on it. It looked like someone had pooped a gallon of wet feces onto it. We didn't care though. We scrubbed that down with bleach over and over and she slept on it for years. And then there were times when the welfare checks or food stamps didn't arrive and the trash bins were not producing food. I grew up in a fairly rural area. And what did we do when that happened? Well, I know that in the winter, gray squirrel tastes pretty gross. Sure, people from the South can claim that their brown and red squirrels are delicious, but I would rather eat poop out of a pig's butt than eat another bite of squirrel meat. Or jackrabbit. Or dandelion greens. I guess I'm just saying that it's not what insanely poor people buy since they're insanely poor. They can't afford to buy anything. You can keep the electricity and rent paid, or you can... Nope, there's not another choice. Food, medicine, clothing, furnishings, blankets, all of this is stuff you can pull out of the garbage. Powdered milk. 
I once worked in a call center and an old lady called almost in tears that cable went up by $1.50. Her line that she repeated more than once was that she couldn't afford fresh milk and had to buy powdered milk. Unless it's due to a lack of refrigeration available or some sort of allergy, only the very poor would buy powdered over fresh milk. I knew a guy who, when he would get sick, would go to a livestock feed store and buy antibiotics and other meds that were meant for farm animals. There was another med he'd get at pet stores too. He would just cut the pills into smaller pieces and try to guess what the proper milligram amount was. It's apparently crazy cheap for certain meds and doesn't require a prescription or government oversight like it would at a normal pharmacy. I had a really odd childhood. Until age 9, my family would have been classed as upper middle class. Then my father left and my mom just went crazy. From 9 to 18, we were dirt poor. I remember being 10 years old and our weekly treat was to go to the Little Woods Cafe and they did a 99 pence 5 piece breakfast. We shared that among my mom, brother, sister and me. One of us got the extra item. We'd take turns. As an adult, I've made sure my children will never know poverty because of excellent memories like that. Nothing motivates you more than memories of fighting over a solitary sausage. A buddy of mine went through a tough time a few years back, and I didn't know about it until he told me about a year ago. One thing that stuck with me was that he just made enough money to survive. By survive, I meant literally enough money to pay rent, utilities, and the cheapest, worst food he could buy. He couldn't afford transportation, not even the bus. He told me about a span of a few months he went through where he literally only ate water, dry noodles, and peanut butter for a few months. He worked at a restaurant and they'd cut his hours. He couldn't find other work. His first big reality check was that he had to sell his car to make rent one month. The next month, he started selling other unnecessary items like his old TV, some other appliances, and his nicer clothes. So he got to the point where he was literally doing his laundry with dish soap in his sink. He couldn't afford deodorant, razors, or any of the things that we take for granted, so he'd steal them from the grocery store. He didn't like to do it, but he had no choice. He never got caught. When he told me all of this, I was floored. I wish he would have told me when it was happening. I would have helped any way I could. At that time, I was by no means living a fancy lifestyle, but I could have thrown him a 20 here and there to help him put some groceries in the house or some TP in the bathroom. In university, I used to buy 10 to 20 pound bags of potatoes, freeze-dried chives, and gravy mix in bulk. Not the supermarket packs, which are a dollar for two cups of gravy. Restaurant-sized packs that make eight liters. That was often dinner, usually at the end of the month when money got tight. Sometimes I had even saved enough that I could have mashed potatoes with some sort of dairy or bacon grease. I also had a cheap tub of protein powder for weightlifters, and it was gross. But I would blend it up, usually with water, and hold my nose and gulp it down. It was actual protein, and slightly more healthy than a week-long diet of potatoes. Learning the times of the day when meat, bakery, fish, vegetable, and miscellaneous items are reduced to 75% off at the local supermarket. I've been learning this for years, but it's a good day when you find 400 grams of fresh mints for 99 pence, and you have a warm filling food that you used to take for granted when living with parents. One thing I've noticed about being poor is that you become almost vegetarian, because meat just costs too much fresh or frozen. Another thing would be buying the cheapest large container of yogurt and mixing it in jam for fruity yogurt. But that's not about being poor, that's just a good idea.
At-home surgery. Used a pair of needle nose pliers, a razor blade, and some antiseptic superglue to remove a cyst on my forehead. The secret is to cut in a cat's eye shape, quickly push the skin back after you pull the cyst out, don't let it pop, and get the glue on fast. It hurts a lot, but it bleeds a lot and you have to get it on quick to stop the bleeding. Bags of frozen veggies and a couple packets of ramen can make a family meal. I used to buy these awful frozen chicken discs wrapped in bacon. They were terrible. Filled with gristle and just nasty. Eating those with rice and frozen corn was a real treat. I ate mac and cheese every day for about two to three years because that was all I could cook while my mom worked. I could have made SpaghettiOs, but I hated those. That for dinner and one of those cheap 99 cent pack donuts from the grocery store for breakfast. Lunch was a bologna sandwich and an apple. Finally, when I was about 10 or 11, I started teaching myself how to cook from my mom's old cookbooks, so my meals got a lot better. All carbs and cheap fats, scalloped potatoes, rice, and cheap meats. My local bus service used to have paper transfers, so you'd pay your fare, get the paper transfer that was good for an hour, and then you'd use it for the next bus. But if you were only going to the station, you'd get a paper transfer anyway, then hang around the station for an extra five minutes to see if anyone needed it. Conversely, you'd wait around for people getting off the bus to see if you could score someone's transfer. This only worked if you weren't switching buses, but I got quite a few free rides this way and gave many transfers away. Also, going without meds, living in constant pain because you can't afford a prescription. I remember laying in my bed at night and my mom would be sobbing in her bed from pain because she couldn't afford the meds that would treat her rheumatoid arthritis or anything but generic Tylenol for her pain. I guess that's not really buying anything, but while we're on memory lane, there was also saving your birthday money from your grandma and aunts and uncles, so you could pay for a babysitting course that lets you babysit at 12. Got a babysitting job at 12 and babysat every day from 3 until 7 or 8 to earn some money. I'd give that money to my dad so he can pay his phone bill and put gas in the car. I got a real job at 14, working at a fast food restaurant so I could eat dirt cheap. Still gave my dad money, but this time knowing it was going to the casino or the bar, but still doing it anyway. Having worked in a dollar store, I saw some people come through who had to be pretty thrifty. First was dollar store steaks. Seriously, steaks for a dollar. If that doesn't sound sketchy, I don't know what does. Second, this was also a Hispanic thing I noticed. Fabuloso. That stuff cleans everything. I had no clue what it was till I grabbed a busted bottle to clean the bathroom one day. Third, you also get really used to pasta and rice. They're cheap and can be bought in bunches. And lastly, everyone bought two sandwiches from Subway because a third is free. Coupons like this go a long way. One last thing I noticed, and this is pretty bad, the dollar store's toilet paper is seriously better than the toilet paper my mom buys. Sacrificing my plate of food to feed my little brother and three little sisters whilst my mom gave up her food as well. I was 10 when this was happening, all while my obese, abusive stepdad ate steak and Brussels sprouts, lest my mom got beat. Luckily, he's gone now. Mom's somewhat stable and I'm 17. I'm saving up money right now, but that's one thing I fear being. I don't want to be hungry or unable to provide. I just remember telling my mom that I'm hungry and her breaking down and crying. Luckily, I had a best friend that I used to go to and bring leftovers from across the street back over. About a year ago, I was addicted to alcohol, 4,000 kilometers from home, dropped out of school and living in my 20-year-old car. 
I got so used to eating microwave potatoes that I considered walking into a 7-Eleven and pocketing a handful of mayo packets while pretending to buy a hot dog. A special treat. I grew up distinctly middle class and generally didn't want for much. My recent experience has really put into perspective the difficulties experienced by people who are or have been in similar situations to myself but bear the burden of direct responsibility to kids and family. Things have gotten a lot better since I've accepted the help of other people. Seriously, even relatively tiny gestures of kindness will go a long way with someone who's literally struggling for survival. Never underestimate the impact you can have upon another person's life. I'd probably be dead by now if it weren't for the unconditional love and support of friends, family, and random strangers. Instead, I'm 25, relatively healthy again, and back in school trying to finish off my engineering degree. It's not really about what you buy. It's about what you can make or substitute. Can't afford to run to the gas to run the stove and want that French toast? Toast the bread on the barbecue, grill melt some butter, and sprinkle cinnamon sugar on it. Can't afford real spaghetti? Mix some tomato soup and butter. Heat till warm, pour over some ramen, and you have yourself some poor man spaghetti. You'd also be surprised what you can get for almost free at garage sales or online. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.